Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Faith. I'm your host, Josh Kalinowski, and I am with my main man, as always. Not as always, but most of the time, let's just say that. Sometimes. Mr. James Rivera. Hey, hey. Hey, buddy, good to see you. It's good to be here. Man, you are running that board so well. Like, I, we're, no, We not. need to start referring to you as DJ Josh K or something like that. Yeah, that would be not smart. <laughs> Start renting you out to rave parties? Dude, I already screwed up on the first one we were talking about. You're just (laughs) not letting the audience know that I forgot to hit record on the very first part of this. And before that, too, like with our intro music, which I absolutely love. It pumps me up every time I hear it. I just kind of want to keep playing it. It's like two and a half minutes, actually. Great jam. Maybe one of these days we'll just play the entire thing for somebody on an episode or have it in the background. Um, uh, Sometimes when we started over, it would just like continue to loop and loop Mm -hmm. and loop. So somebody, the uh, amazing... Uh, podcast room fairy, aka Tommy Russell, probably came in here and fixed that for us, unbeknownst to us. So thanks, my man. You bet. Much appreciated there. So, uh, dude, welcome to 2021. Here we are. Right. New you, new year. That's right. I, I don't know. I, I, no, I we see a lot of that. Like we see so much of that. But I, I think new year, new year. How about that? That's exactly right. It's, it is just, a, it's like age is just a number, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. all it is. So it's just a new year because it's a new number. And I love some of the memes that were going on out there, by the way, where, mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, 1159 and then it was 1160. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like on the 31st. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Or it was like <laughs> 1159, uh, 12, you know, 31, uh, 20. Uh-huh. And then it was like January 1, uh, January 1, 1201. 2020, uh-huh. like the year started yeah, all yeah, over like again. Like, like it just started. It's like groundhog year. Yes. Yeah. Thank the, thank the Lord that we're not into that. So, uh, man, I'm excited. You know, we, uh, uh, we had a great finish uh, to the end of the year in literally every one of our companies. I mean, just, I, I cannot believe it. Uh, it's just awesome. Ton of hard work, ton of people just absolutely grinding and, uh, and showing up every day, and uh, we got to we got to celebrate a little bit with each other. It was a little bit different, of course, this year. Felt a little bit out of whack because we didn't have our big celebrations that mm-hmm. we're tip- we're used to. Missed those, uh, but they're not over. They're not done. We are going to be doing those. We're excited about that here uh, coming up this first quarter of this year. But you know, one of the things that we talk all the time about is you know th- those opportunities to reflect on the year. And I really want to dive into this with you today, dude, because I know that. I know that you're a victim, just like I am, mm-hmm. and many other people are, to um, how we view our accomplishments throughout the year. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because when you, when you brought this topic up to me, I was like, it's really relevant because right now you and I are coaching a lot of people, uh-huh. and we're, we're having them, we're asking them to reflect on last year's successes, last year's failures, and, and how right. they're going uh, to formulate their, their new year. And a lot of times they're struggling identifying how much growth they had last year. Yeah. Right. And, and you said it exactly right. We're, we've been victims of that, not being able to recognize that growth in ourselves. Yeah. You know, we are typically our hardest critic and we give, you know, if you ever listen to the voice inside your head and if you were to do this, like this, this was just such a great example about how bad we, we speak to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? 80% of the thoughts that we have throughout the day are negative thoughts within our head. Um, but if you were ever to have that conversation, if you just like wrote those things in a piece of paper and then just had somebody else repeat it to you, mm-hmm. you would no longer be their friend. True. That you is wouldn't. so true. You wouldn't, right? 
Yeah, you think and you're a horrible person. Exactly. You're like, dude, why, why are you so negative on me? Like, wh- wh- I, what did I ever do to you, yeah. right? But that's what we've become acceptable to ourselves in the way that we talk to ourselves, the language that we use. And uh, it's just, once again, it's just not healthy for you to be doing that. And as you reflect on your year and we look at the, like, the goals that you had, and you mm-hmm. might have achieved them, which is great, and hopefully you did achieve them, um, but you'd never give yourself enough credit for all that you did. No, and and again, it's it's true. Sometimes we are our biggest critics, and you know one of the things that that I've been you know kind of confiding in you is you know how do you get how do you get people past this right? Uh-huh. How do you help them see the improvements they've made uh, you know in their own lives or in their businesses? And you know uh, you and I got to be a part of a conversation with with somebody in our organization where it was exactly that. You know you and I both recognized the growth. That, that this company was having, but maybe it wasn't being seen internally. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, instead of maybe focusing on that conversation, let me just give a personal one just because yeah. I think it's just, it's as relevant. And, and I think that uh, I want to, uh, you know, if I'm going to pick on anybody, let me pick on myself. Fair right? enough. Um, you know, I've had enough, I, I've had enough reflections in my life uh, where I look back on the year and I'm so disappointed in what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, once again, there's a great saying that's out there that just says that people, um, they underestimate what they can do in 10 years, but they overestimate what they can do in one year. Okay. Right. And so what that tells you is that like we, we set these big, massive goals that we want to accomplish and we don't realize like the journey is what is so important, but like that goal is the goal is definitely attainable, but it might not be attainable this year. Like you put the systems in place. One of the things that we're really talking about now is like pay attention to the input, not the outcomes. So what are the things? What are the things that you're doing to win the day? Right. This is kind of actually the book that we just got with mm-hmm. Mark Batterson, Win the Day. But what are you doing to win the day? What are the inputs that you're doing in order to do that? Because you're so focused on the outcomes, you should start focusing on the inputs. Right. Well, w- once again, in the reflection of the year what we look at is the outcomes or lack of outcomes. We forget about the daily inputs that we've been doing throughout the entire year and everything that was doing to, to, to put us in place for those wins. Right. And I don't know about you, but I, I do know this about you because you, you and I are very much alike is that when we accomplish something, Mm -hmm. we don't, first of all, we don't write it down. Right. And nor do we celebrate it for the most part. We move on to the next challenge, Yep. The, the the next hard conversation, the next thing that's in our line, we just comp, we, 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 t- we, we we take that accomplishment and we say, fantastic, that's good. And then we just put it in a drawer, lock it and put it away. And we never revisit that we literally just did all that hard work and accomplished something pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So can you can you give me an example of, of something in your in your life, in your world where you didn't realize it until it was pointed out to you by by anybody else? Right. And then maybe kind of go into what brought it to light. Like, what was that eye opening moment? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I would say that came to my mind. Well, first of all, is, you know, let's just say the end of 2019, I had a goal that the book would be done. Okay. I did. I was ready. I was like, okay, I'm going to have this book done by the end of 2019, ready for spring training for March of the next year so that I could release it to a bunch of um, our baseball guys that I know and and our uh, Major League Baseball and so forth, right? For the book Strike Three. Well, it's taken me two years to write that stinking book. Yeah. And it's we're just about to release it, right? Um, I don't know when this podcast comes out. You'll be able to pre-order the book. But I was so I was so pissed off and devastated. I was so upset about myself because I didn't accomplish this goal. And it was about the process. It was that journey. If I would have finished it last year, it would have sucked, by the way. 
it really would have. It would have been terrible. It would not have been my voice. It would not have been mm-hmm. the story that needed to be said. Mm-hmm. And I would have missed out on all of those things that needed to happen in order for me to produce the book that we have today. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, it's a different iteration of what you what you had a year ago, right. right? I remember looking at it. You and I were looking at some some rough drafts of it, and you know, you I could tell even though you were proud of of what you had done. I could tell you weren't completely happy with it. Yeah, I was proud of all the hard work that I put into it. Mm-hmm. I was really upset about the results. You got it. Right? I yeah. was not, I, it, that didn't work out really well. But once again, the journey allowed me, first of all, to grow and to mm-hmm. mature through this whole entire process. It allowed me to even get greater relationships with other people. I brought in a fantastic ghostwriter uh, along with this as well, too. And he was able to bring my voice out. Yes. He was able to tell the story that I was trying to tell, but I'm not a writer, mm-hmm. right? So I needed a guy like him to help me get that out. So that that was part that was one of them. I, I'd also say this too is that oftentimes when we reflect, and this is something I've been massively guilty about, is that I look about I look at the growth that I really want to have, not necessarily the growth that I need to have. Got it. And what Having and so I think one of the things that's so important. And this is one of the things I want to I want to share with people, and what you and I discussed uh, earlier before we started this uh, started the podcast is that it's so important. It's just one of those reasons why you need to have a board of people around you, why you need to have mentors and confidence people, uh, confident people around you, in order to help you see the areas that you needed to grow in, not necessarily where you wanted to grow in. Yeah, that's a big thing because, you know, we have, we, we set goals for ourselves and we, you know, we go, Hey, if I could just make it to this milestone and, and I will consider that a win right now while we're striving for those things, we achieve other things. Mm-hmm. And because we're so laser focused or maybe we just have blinders on, we don't see the growth in those other areas yeah. and it takes someone, uh, you know, you said, you said this and, and I want you to kind of go into it a little bit more. You know, you and I have this this thing where we will recognize that in one another and point it out, and, and we're looking at each other going, really? Like, did that yeah. happen? Yeah. No, I think it's so important, once again, to have those people in your life that can look at it at a different point of view and recognize uh, what you couldn't recognize. You know, you um, I, I heard this great saying, and this is something that I use a lot of in, in my life now, is that we, we live in our own fishbowl, and we need a different perspective. You know, it's when you're so close in the, and you're so emotionally tied up into your business or your or the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you need somebody that can kind of look look into that and go, hey, no, listen, I, I get this is what you're feeling and I get this is where you believe it is. But from the outside looking in, from my perspective, from my wisdom, mm-hmm. this is what's really going on. Yeah. Right. And we need to have that. We need to have those people in our life. I, you know, I'll give you a great example again on, on one of those things that had happened is when I first got into real estate, it was 2006 and the market was booming. Right. You and I got, got in very similar times. Mm-hmm. The market was crazy. You didn't know how to you didn't need to know how to sell. Nope. Right. The buyers were everywhere. The sellers were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was fantastic. It was great for everybody. Everybody benefited. The real estate agents benefited. I benefited as a realtor myself. And I didn't learn how to be a real estate agent. Now, I, I knew contracts. I learned how to do that. I, mm-hmm. knew, I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to go through inspections. But I didn't learn what it meant to uh, get sellers. I didn't, know, I didn't know how to retain buyers. I didn't know what it meant to have a business plan. I didn't mm-hmm. know any of these things, right? But I was having success because I was having the financial success, 
but I wasn't learning and growing in the areas that I needed to have a sustainable business. So 2008 comes and I get demolished, right? 2009 mm -hmm. and I'm going, I'm going to get out of this industry. It's because I was having the wrong kinds of success, the wrong kind of success. I wasn't growing in the areas of a sustainable business. I was literally just growing in the areas of financial success. Mm -hmm. And we all know that money comes and money goes. Yep. And you will burn through that just as fast as you earn it if you're not wise. And mm -hmm. I was not wise sure. at that time in my life. I, why would we? I didn't think anything would slow down. This yeah. is the way real estate always is. Why would not more people get into this, right? And of course, obviously, that wake-up call happened in 2009. Well, I had people in my life to a certain point, but not at the point that I have now because I didn't invite anybody to my board. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I should have a board, right? I had yeah. a dad, yep. and he gave me some advice here and there. But now I have people in my world right now that says, hey, listen, I know that, like, I know you're not happy with the success that you're having yet, but here's what you're really succeeding in, though. Like, sure. These are the things that you're growing in that are going to make you very sustainable in the future and you're building a foundation. Yeah, but I, you know, I want the foundation to be this, this, and this. I know that, but that's a superficial foundation. That's not a solid foundation. What you're building is a solid foundation and you're digging deeper and you're digging deeper and you're getting wider and you're getting bigger in that sense. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you have the opportunity to expand, when you have those opportunities for substantial growth, you have a foundation that can sustain it. Yeah, and the thing that I, I truly appreciate about this is it's it's all industries, it's all businesses, yes. it's it's all companies, right? And but you you've got to recognize that that there's and that fishbowl analogy is great because we get so wrapped up in our own world, we're not sometimes looking at it from other pers other perspectives. Yeah, and that's all it takes. But if you don't have those people at your table at your board table, then you're never going to get that outside perspective. Yeah. Once again, I think when you when you look at the year and you look at the lack of success that you potentially had, uh, once again, I think it's so important for you to be putting people in your place, asking, uh, putting people in your in your sphere, asking people to to evaluate. Like, you know, how did the year go in your eyes for me, mm -hmm. right? And 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 once you have people that have authority in your life, it's a lot easier, and you actually believe it as opposed to it being superficial and going, well, yeah, thanks for that, but I mean, you really don't know me. Yeah. So Josh, how do you, okay, so let's, let's flip the script here. How do you, you, you sit at a lot of people's table, right? Uh -huh. Because you're, you, you bring a lot of wisdom, you bring a lot of experience. And so there are a lot of people I know personally that have you at their table. How do you tactfully offer them up that outside perspective mm -hmm. without overstepping? Sure. Well, I overstep a lot. Let's just, <laughs> let's, let's just be really clear on that. Um, you know, part of it, I mean, when you build that relationship with somebody, you 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 have to come to um, a, a point in that friendship uh, or that relationship where you have permission to go there. Okay. I mean, you just have to. Okay. And, and here's the thing is I, uh, I've made plenty of mistakes where I didn't have permission to go there. Um, but of course, it obviously just starts with like just the questions. Like, what were the goals this year? What, why did you want to achieve that goal? And then from the outside looking in, I can look at that and go, Okay, well, I know that you wanted to, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars this year, but you made sixty. First of all, mm -hmm. it was a really hard sixty. You mm -hmm. grinded your way through that. But listen, here's all the other things. Like when you and I were talking, and you're kind of sharing your experiences and the, the and the wins and the losses and the failures and the successes of the year. Mm -hmm. But here's the things that I took away from that. Like, like I felt like you lost, like you you grew more in your failures than you did in your successes. Would you say that's right? 
well, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. Okay, well, let's just talk about that, right? So then you dive into that even more and say, okay, well, when you lost that project and that thing fell through, what did you learn from it? Well, I learned that I wasn't going to do da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have you implemented it from then? Oh, dude, I do it on every, every one now. Okay, well, has that helped you win business now, right? Well, you, you had a setback and a financial loss, right? Which if you'd have gotten that, if you'd have got that financial success, you might've made a little bit more money, but who's to say you would have won these other deals? Well, who's to say that you're not going to win the big deal that's going to make you $100,000 in one deal, Yep. right? And I will tell you, like, those were the things that had happened to me through real estate, especially because that was pri- my primary income for many mm-hmm. years, is my biggest growth opportunities were when I had my biggest failures All right. because I chose to use those to never repeat that issue again. Right. Never mm-hmm. repeat that failure again. What do I do? I'm going to put that in place over here and I'm going to make sure I get that addressed and I'm going to make sure that's going to be a part of my presentation or that's going to be part of my value proposition or, you know, you name it. And it allowed me to build a fantastic foundation, which allowed me to grow this way, which was up as opposed to in a different direction. Great. No, that that's awesome. And, and thank you for that, because I think, you know, I think we are all a little bit apprehensive about offering up that advice. But right. again, you've, you've, you have to be given the authority in, in somebody's world to, uh, to offer that advice. But I think when you do, you can't just come over, come in over the top and say, here's what you did right. Here's what you did wrong. Right. right? You've got to kind of ease into it. Like you said, that is brilliant advice. One of the other things that, that I know from watching you is how important it is to have those people at your, at your board table, having them be very diverse. Right. Right. It's, it would be really easy for someone in your position to surround yourself by uh, people who are just nodding like this all the time, right? Like, y- sure. y- yes, man. Mm-hmm. But your your board table is very diverse. I mean, you, you've got some hyper, hyper influential people. You've got some everyday people that, that you go to for different advice. But tell me, tell me a little bit about how you're setting up those people in, at your board table. Yeah. Well... Um, thank you. I mean, it, once again, it wasn't, it wasn't like this. This is a, this is a maturation in my life. This is years and years of me being trying to be t- intentional with this, adding one key player at a time. Mm-hmm. You never wake up one day and have like, oh my gosh, I got six people that are going to be on my board table. Boom, 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 boom. Because your life continues to evolve and change. Right. And there were certain times where I would, uh, that I would be aware or that I would recognize that, man, I, I need a spiritual advisor. You know, I need a financial advisor here. Mm-hmm. You know, I need, uh, I need an inspirational advisor, uh, you know? And so as I would look at that, I would see the areas that I was growing or wanting to grow in. Mm-hmm. And I would try to identify somebody that was going to help me in that area. There's different relationships, of course, as you well know, and you stated that. But, um, you know, the biggest ones right away, right away is like, you know, as if you're the CEO of a company, what do you need, right? You need a CEO or you need a CFO, you need a COO, you need a CMO, right? And then you need board members in general, right? And so I would say and implore you to be like, well, who's the person that gives you financial advice? You know, who's the person that you can trust? Sure. Now, I'm not saying that you go out to like a, a broker or anything like that. I'm just saying somebody that you're not giving your money to that you can speak freely to, mm-hmm. right? So I have people that <clears throat> they're financially successful and they've done that in the markets. And I can just ask them stuff like, hey man, if you had X amount of money, what, what would you do with it? Like, where would you go with that, right? Yeah. And and so I, I use the resources like that. Um, I, you know, right, you know, my wife is on my board. 
Yeah. Right. She's yeah. the decision maker with me in a lot of what we what we what we uh, decide to do. Mm-hmm. And that's across the board, right? All, on all the businesses. You right. Bet. And the personal decisions and so forth. But I've been really fortunate. You know, um, you know, I'm a firm believer, of course, of like, you know, if I if it, if I've got the vision, then I'm I'm literally going to bathe it in prayer. I'm going to ask for guidance in that, and I'm going to say, I got like, put that person in my life because I have no idea who the heck that should be, yep. right? And sometimes that uh, that prayer is answered immediately, and sometimes it doesn't happen for years. Yeah, right. But I'm always constantly searching. I'm having conversations with people. I mean, here's the thing too: is that just because they're not maybe on your board doesn't mean that you can't get great advice from them. True. So I've got a lot of people in my world where. I'll just, I'll make a phone call, right? Or I'll shoot a text. I'll shoot an email. I'll try to go have coffee with people. And I just want to figure out what's going on in their life. And then I ask them questions, right? I'm, in, I'm inquiring about their wisdom so that they can impart that hopefully in my life. And then I can take it and I can go use it in my life. And then I can go help other people as well too. I think I absolutely, I think that's very pivotal to, to have any kind of success at all you have to have, surround yourself with those people. So yeah. thank you for walking us through that and you know what that what that system looks like or, or how you add them. And also, I love you pointed out that you can't get in a hurry for those people because yeah. maybe it's maybe the timing is just not right. Yeah, right. There's no doubt about it. I mean, when you rush that, I think, unfortunately, what ends up happening is that you might put the wrong people on your board and that's not always fantastic, right? Yeah. So we have a whole entire thing that we actually will help you with your board. Speaking of that, when the book comes out, you can just go to joshkalinowski.com. Um, we talk about how important the board is. We talk about like how do you identify those people? What are the what are the 25 questions that you should be asking them? And then also we've got what well, we have these, these are called permission slips. Um, so you write out their name and then you've got your name on there and you're just saying, I give you permission to hold me accountable in the things in my life that are important and I would love to have you on my board. Right. I mean, it's just like that. It's that written notice to them, obviously opening up a conversation, but it's that tangible thing where you're just saying, listen, you now have permission to be the authority in my life because these are the things that are important to me and I want to achieve them. And I need you to help me be accountable to that. That's great. So um, we'll have that at joshkalinowski.com. It'll be one part of the resources. And we have a number of other things that are coming through the book that you can grab as well, too. Don't go there right now because that's not there. But uh, unless this is a couple of weeks from now, what is this, the 8th? So if it's at the end of January that you're listening to this, it'll be there. Fair enough. It'll be awesome. So yeah, man. So good. I know there's a lot of resources, a lot going on with the Josh Kalinowski brand. Yeah. And honestly, I'm, I'm so glad to be on the inside looking out on this deal just because it's, it's, been, it's been really uh, fun watching it kind of take place. Yeah. It's been an, it's been an evolution. I like to tell people it's like climbing Mount Everest. And, uh, you know, now that we're at the book launch, it's like, awesome. We're at the top. And you're like, dude, you're just at base camp number one. And it's (laughs) like, Oh, okay. So this is great. I, I, we're really excited about it. There's been a lot of hard work from, um, so many people yourself included, man. I mean, uh, helping, uh, with the JK experience in this podcast, dude, it would not be where it's at today without you and, uh, all that you bring to the, the podcast and to our, our listeners. I know that, uh, you are a, uh, a massive reason why this thing has been successful. So, well, I really appreciate it. I, I enjoy doing this. It's, um, and, and just so you know, I'm getting as much as I give here. Like yeah. I, I'm learning so much. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's, that's good. You good? Yeah. Let's... All right.
We're Wrap done. Okay, buddy. All right. Well, hey, as you guys, as always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for uh, being a fan, uh, listening, of course. Uh, once again, you guys are also sharing this, and that's how we're growing. So we really appreciate that as you guys continue to hear these messages. We know that it resonates not only with yourself, but other people. Continue to share that. We ask for you to do that. Please do that. Uh, other than that, have a fantastic rest of your week, and uh, listen to some outro music, because this stuff is awesome.